taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of apologetics while taking truth into the arena of ideas. You are listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by BellatorChristie.com. Now join your hosts, Brian Chilton and Curtis Evelo, as we enter into the arena of ideas. Coming to you from Ronan, Montana and Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, this is the Bellator Christie Podcast, Season 5, Episode 7. This uh, podcast is entitled Reasons to be Thankful, and we're going to start off with a passage from Psalm 100, verses 3 through 5, which says, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are His. His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, and His faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome aboard, and we uh, we certainly are glad to uh, be have, be here today and engaging with you, and uh, we are jumping in a little bit early um, so we can kind of get some, uh, um, get this podcast out about being thankful and thankfulness, and we're just uh uh, we're trying to do something here to where we can maybe uh, put something out for you guys to uh, ponder and think about prior to leading up to Thanksgiving. Um, I, I do want to encourage every single one of us to uh, every single one of you guys to go um, and check out the Bellator Christie website. There are some fantastic articles there. Um, the latest one by TJ Gentry. Um, Dr. Gentry uh, has uh, five reasons every apologist should be confident and grateful. And then there's um, another one that we had by Justice An- Justin Angelos. What is the difference between miracles and magic? Man, I tell you what, Brian, we got some we got some zingers of, of, of guys there that are on the that are on the staff. It's just amazing. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And g- give props to Justin. There was a question that came through uh, and, and we do want to encourage everyone to please use that uh, option out there to, to submit a question to Bellator Christie. But Justin jumped on that, and within a couple weeks' time, he he produced that uh, that article, and I thought it was really good. And right. TJ, yeah, right. my goodness, that article he that he posted was good, and the one you posted uh, the other week was has been doing really well. Uh, it was number one uh, for several days. The dangers of being a consumer-driven Christian. Yeah, it's that's yeah. You've had a lot of good views on a lot of your articles you've posted, but that one has really hit the gate running. Uh, I think that's going to be an evergreen article coming up long term. That's one of those. That's one of those. I'll be honest with you. It was one of those that that it's been something that's been laid on my heart for a long time, and I just I had it all there. It was just like. Um, it was just like one time I just had to sit down and and write it out and get it out and it was it was literally from start to stop one event I didn't have to didn't have to think about it didn't have to dig through anything it was just like man the Lord just kept leading me through this and I I uh, <laughs> I certainly I certainly uh, got it out fast as far as it was in my mind already but I got it onto paper fast and. Uh, and then looked it over and thought, you know, I'm not going to change anything other than a few little words, and that's it. Yeah, it was. It was uh, all of the ones you've written have been good, but that one, to me, I think that one's been my favorite thus far. But, oh, thank yeah, you. That was good. We've got we've got some great yeah. folks on the team, and excited to see what uh, the Lord does with our with our right. with our team moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, what's the plan for uh, what's the plan for Turkey Day for you guys and your family? You know, we're going to have probably a couple small get-togethers. Uh, I was actually talking to uh, uh, some folks uh, around about uh, that, uh, you know, we don't have as big a gatherings as we used to. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to get some of the extended family together like we, we used to be able to. So, But we're going to get uh, some stuff together here Thanksgiving Day with uh, my parents and my uh, in-laws. We're go- they're going to come over and we're going to have a, get some turkey and some good stuff going. And then a Saturday... Gravy. We- Stuffing? Yeah, absolutely. We've got to have gravy and, and stuffing. And uh, 
maybe watch a little football and then uh and then saturday i think we're going to go over to my mom and dad's house and uh meet with uh my sister and and, uh and her family and so uh we'll be doing that i think saturday if i'm not mistaken so uh that will i guess i better check my calendar to make absolutely sure as the day approaches (laughs) good Good. but yeah got to how about you guys we're gonna be we're gonna have uh we're gonna have uh, thanksgiving here at the ranch and we're just gonna have uh, whoever wants to come up, come up, um, and so that's what we're where we're sitting. So, um, kind of depends on whether whether my mom uh, comes or uh, or not. So we'll we'll see about that. But um, yeah, so my daughter and my son in law is still um, over um, guiding hunting trips right now. So that's what he does um, come this time of year. So he's he's busy uh, taking hunters up and and uh, showing them where to go and and uh, getting them some some elk and some big deer and yeah so it's good that way so we're yeah we're gonna have quite a few here i'm just so envious. not really sure not really sure about the turkey though i don't really know what we're gonna do we might yeah. be doing a roast and something <laughs> yeah we were uh we were talking about um maybe doing a ham but uh we my wife she is a good she's good at finding deals and she found a good deal on a turkey uh, that at a, a local, one of the local stores, and it was kind of like a one-day event where it was like something like f- over fifty percent she saved or somehow or another. I don't know how she's able to find these deals as she is, but if if there's a wow. deal to be had, she's able <laughs> to find it out. And <laughs> so yeah, I think I think we're going to be good. doing some turkey and and uh, some other good things there. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. It will probably just will it'll probably just be one of those where we just eat all day long yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds kind of like uh, what we're we'll gonna be, be doing <laughs> <laughs> what we're gonna be doing yeah so yeah yeah so uh that's good that's good so anyway our podcast today is going to be on the reasons to be thankful um and i think this is this is good this this is this is time that we need to uh with all this uh all this chaos and all this uh you could say you could say frustration but um it's not just frustration it's just like it's never ending it's constantly just beating on you it's like a it's like the waves of an ocean that's just non-stop beating on you and it's and it's it it, it doesn't back down right now it just seems like uh, it just seems like the enemy's on a rampant run right now, and uh, yeah, rampage. Yeah, and so I think today is going to be a good day to sit back and to acknowledge some of the other stuff that we are thankful for, and get our hearts corrected. And I think it does people good to do that very thing—to sit back and think about the good things that God has done in our lives we we pray prayers you know whether we pray prayers in in a in a quick turn or a um you know god help me or you know you got some situation that you're praying but i think how many of us actually sit down and pray and thank god for just the breath Mm -hmm. the breath we have in life the 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 fact that we can take a step the fact that we can you know, smell things in the morning. Yeah, if you've had COVID, you might not be able to smell anything, but you know, <laughs> it's those things. But it, or it's stuffy the things nose. that we get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, it's those it's those things that I think is important for us to slow down and take a minute and be thankful. So I agree, and you know, doing the type of work that I do, um, you, you see, you see a lot of people who are. Um, in a bad way, you know. In fact, I was talking with a person today um, in a, in a place where uh, she, she was she wasn't one of our patients, but she she was one who was at a facility, and you know she was trying her best to get to the point where you know she could walk again uh, because of some ailment, because of an ailment she had, and just trying her best to get to the point where she could walk again in hopes that she would be able to return home, you know, and. Um, you know, you know, I just really felt for her because and she was doing everything in her power to try, but you know, because of you know, d- you know, difficulties that she had, you know, it ma- it made it tough on her, and so, yeah. like you said, we 
we really don't realize many times how blessed we truly are um, from on a day to day basis. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think a lot of podcasts so probably just got sh- turned off. Right yeah, there. <laughs> just shortened down. Yeah. So yeah. So um, let's go ahead and let's just dig into the first one. Uh, which ba- aspects of God's nature are you most thankful for? You know, I, I come back to. Um, you know, I was thinking about that before the podcast. I think, you know, obviously when you think of God's, the, the omnis, the omnipotence, the, um, the all power of God, the all knowledge of God, I mean, those are very impressive. But I think one of the things that's been most beneficial to me is just his loving kindness. Just the fact that he, just amazing to stop and consider that the God who made this entire universe from his spoken word, who made everything that exists knows me by name, and and loves me with an everlasting love. That that to me is just an amazing concept. It's just amazing to stop and consider the love that God has mm-hmm. for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, if you were to ask me that question right now, I would have to say His grace. Absolutely. His His. We, he, we grace that he's provided for us. It's unearned, unmerited favor. We did nothing to earn that grace. We did nothing but to, to be against him at all times. It, yeah, it tells right. us in Scripture we were we were his enemy, and he still loved us. Still provided grace. Still provided a way for us to be saved. I think that's important to understand when we. When we actually look at it, there's so much going on in this world that we could say, we could be angry at God. We could shake our fists at God. We could, we could be angry in so many different things. But truly, if we stop for a minute and we recognize that he provided a way, he didn't have to. He provided a way for us to be saved. And... Uh, that grace right there is what what shakes me when we're worshiping at church or when I think about, you know, when I walk out in the morning and I look up at the stars, how much power it took to create all that. And yet, like you said, he knows me by name. It's amazing to stop and consider. I mean, and I think that, you know, I'm obviously just for the triune relationship of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, just to think of how amazing the Father is and just the humility that the Son had to come and enter this world knowing what it was going to be like, knowing full well what He would be met with, but also just the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of times I don't think we talk about the Holy Spirit, but that, you know, I was thinking back and um, going through, a few years ago I was going through a very dark time in my life. Um. And I just prayed, just to, for the Lord to help me. I, you know, I didn't even really hardly know what to pray for. I just prayed for the Lord to come down, just to give me a fresh anointing. And the Spirit came down upon me in such a powerful, mighty way that uh, I felt the. I don't even know if euphoria is the right word for it, but I felt the the just the personal presence of God at that moment in time in a way that is just remarkable. Um, just just to have that experience, the Holy Spirit just really, full, you know, communing with me in the way He did is just absolutely amazing, and um, just a sense of ultimate peace, even if it were just for a few moments. But but you know, several times in my life, you know, I've just felt just heard that uh, still small voice, if you want to call it that, of of God just saying, despite the problems you're facing, hang on, I've got this. You know, I, I've got this in hand. It's all going to work out. Just Stay the course. Um, you know, God doesn't have to do that for us, but He does. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just an amazing thing to consider how the Spirit communes with us the way He does. Hey, Amen. So what do you see happening uh, in modern theology that you think is positive, that's really kind of been showing itself 
um, to move to move things into a positive way. You know, obviously, there's a lot of negative stuff going on, and um, and there, there, but there's a lot of good things going on in the world of theology. I, you know, we were talking about this before the podcast. You know, it used to be whenever I first started. Um, taking classes in theology, the, the vast majority of, of uh, authors you would read would be from the Calvinistic perspective. And I, now I believe you're seeing more and more people. I mean, so you, you, you read Calvinistic perspective, but you really wouldn't hear from other perspectives that much. But now it seems like other perspectives are getting more and more of a voice. Uh, Roger Olson, you know, uh, he's he's presenting the Armenian voice a lot more uh, than what he did, and then obviously we have a renaissance of Molinists uh, that are that are up and coming. Uh, you have Thomists, which are uh, open to to free will, human freedom, and try to find that blend between um, sovereignty and uh, and uh, human freedom. Th- there are more options out there now than what there used to be. Uh, whenever I first started attending, you know, th- the Bible colleges back in, well, I started attending Bible college back in 1998. That was the first school I went to. And that time, the only thing you really heard about, the only thing I really heard about, at least, was the Armenian versus Calvinist aspect of theology. But now, you have the Molinistic Renaissance, the revival taking place. You're hearing more and more. Armenian scholars coming up, uh, forthcoming, and you know you hear more and more Thomistic um, people coming about. So you're seeing that there are a lot more options than just those two traditional viewpoints. I think also you're seeing, um, you know, uh, in Baptist circles, you're seeing. I mean, obviously there's a strong push in some areas uh, for Calvinistic Baptists, but you're seeing others also taking more of a traditional. A provisionist viewpoint. Light and Flowers is one we've talked about yeah. him to, on the podcast. Yeah, um, you know he he's showing that there that there are options out there for that. And so, um, you know, being one, I'll be honest, I just never, you know, I never really bought into Calvinism. There was one time I attended a church where a guy, you know, he um, he he had me kind of leaning in that direction, but just thinking through what that meant, I just never could fully embrace it. And just for me as a person who has never really felt comfortable with Calvinism, it's just a positive thing for me to know that there are other viable options out there that are ready and available. Uh, Molinism is an option. Provisionism is an option. You know, there's multiple avenues out there. And I think that in some ways um, we are seeing a, a major swing uh, in some circles a major pushback against uh, progressive Christianity. And and yeah. uh, Alyssa Childers, we're working hopefully to get her on the podcast, maybe this upcoming, uh, for our next summer interview series. Uh, she wrote a book on called Another Gospel. There, there are many people who are awakening to the idea uh, that, that, this, um, that this viewpoint that mythologizes much in the sense of what, the, what Rudolf Bultmann did, that this leads to some bad ends. And so I think there is an awakening of many individuals in the theological world of, of seeing what that leads to and um, and really pushing back against that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to see some of that coming forth. And I think what you're starting to see is also in it, you're starting to see people that may hold different views not being as divided yeah absolutely uh, as you know kind of uniting under an umbrella and i think maybe that comes from the things that we talk about the things that you and i've said you know the these things are 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 side issues or maybe not um secondary issues because i really don't necessarily like that term so to speak but they're not the primary issue. The primary right. issue is the cross, mm-hmm. the resurrection, these things. What do we do with salvation? These are the primaries. And I think that's a that's something I think that more and more people are really starting to understand. Okay, if these are the core biblical doctrines that we're holding to, then some of this other stuff really kind of can get discussed and I can, you know, I can kind of sit within one side or the other and be okay with it. I think you're starting to really see that kind of come forth, and I think that's 
that's a blessing. I think that, uh, you know, it's funny cause I think it was, uh, um, it was said at one time, you know, when the, when the theological tidewaters are low, every fish has its own <laughs> pond. <laughs> but when the but when the, well, when the tide rises, when the, when the when the confrontation comes or when the pushback comes, that tide rises. All of a sudden, we find ourselves we're not so different, you know. Exactly, and you know, I think also we talked about this off the podcast, and um, I won't go t- you know too deep into it. But th- there's obvious there's a push in recent days uh, for evolutionary ideas in in Christian circles, and while I still think that you could you can hold those views and still be a Christian, I'm not saying that. I think that this this uh, recent push could very well. I'm not saying it will, but I'm just saying there's a possibility that it could bring creationists of different stripes together uh, to show right. forth the reasons to believe in creationism. Right. I think there's at least the possibility yeah. that that could happen. Now, whether it happens or not, I don't know. But I would I would really love to see that happen uh, for creationists to be able to come together and unite. Yeah. So, what do you see in in the uh, what do you see the Lord doing in the church that you think is positive? I think this pandemic has awakened people to the acknowledge acknowledgement that um, that human contact is very important. Um, now, it, it's it's very possible that many people who have left the church uh, may not come back. I think I think that's that's quite honestly a possibility, but for those who continue to go to stay in the church, I think that those churches could actually be stronger. Uh, in the end, having gone through this, I think also that uh, you know while this may not sound like a positive, I think it's act- it actually is. I think the Lord is in the process of cleansing the church. Um, I think He is exposing. Um, Bad behaviors. He's exposing problems that have happened in different churches and in institutions, and he's and he's uh, he's moving. And in fact, what was it? First or Second Peter? I can't recall which one. But Peter writes in one of the letters that uh, that judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. So this is something we should expect. And I think that by going through this, I think there's a great possibility that we could see another revival take place. Now, some people yeah. will say, well, I don't think a revival can happen. Well, nothing's impossible with God, and it's God who moves and changes hearts. And so, you know, if, we, if we're willing to pray and we're willing to uh, really seek out revival, I believe that God can and will bring it. Uh-huh. I think, you know, looking at everything that I've been involved with, there's more and more people getting awakened to the the need to be grounded in scripture the Absolutely. need to be grounded in uh groups the need to be grounded within the church the need to be grounded within a community and it's i think you're starting i you're starting to see that and and you're starting to see people being engaged with the community being engaged with the word and they're starting to pray for things that they'd never prayed for before mm-hmm. and what happens Every time there's a revival, prayer starts first. Mm-hmm. And so, I, Pastor Eric and I have talked about this. I, we both think that the, that we're we're right now um, on a maybe not uh, globally, but could be globally, but at least regionally, if not nationally, seeing a uh, revival coming forth. Because there's more and more people that are gathering and praying and praying things through and just it's um, (laughs) it just like for our, for example, our community, our area, there's three different denominations, three different churches in our area that are gathering every Wednesday and praying. Wow. So there's a prayer. It's called a prayer summit. And we're and they're praying. They're they're 
you know, they share either, either at which, you know, whichever church that falls into the cycle, they're praying there and they're just presenting things before the Lord, worshiping. They got a worship time where there's, you know, music and, and they worship and, and then, and then they pray. They just spend time praying about what, whatever the Lord brings on their heart. And I think you're going to start seeing more and more of that happen once once it uh once once it starts rolling i really do i think you're right i think well one of the things historically speaking that happened after the spanish flu of 1918 uh, was that the Spanish flu brought about the Roaring Twenties. Now, some people say, well, the Roaring Twenties brought about the, the, great, the great Depression. Uh, well, hopefully that won't happen, you know, again. But, but uh, w- one of the things that, that there was a revival, there was a, um, a, a moving where people uh, really, where businesses really flourished during that time, and, and people got out because they had been so confined. I think once this is eventually over, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I, th- I think we're on the threshold of it. Um, you know, it, it. I think that that can very well be the case. And I think small groups has proven to be a very important way if people, especially, are focused on prayer and focused on Bible study, and it's not just a you know get together. If it's really focused on right. those those spiritual aspects, they've proven to be vital tools for the kingdom of God. Right. Right. The other thing I I think I'm seeing, and I, and I know that you know we don't here at Mount Tor Christie really don't uh, get into political things, but what I think you're seeing is the the breaking of the dependency on just getting the right people in to certain government areas, and actually depending more on what can we do locally that then affects regionally, you know, that, you know, so I think what you're seeing is the, the, the prayers actually give basically making people stand and be strong and, and actually have the courage to stand where they needed to stand and not waiting for somebody else to do the job for them is what I'm saying. They're actually standing up and doing the things that they need to do. And and I agree. And I think that, you know, the late Norm Geisler uh, used to say, in fact, I heard him, in um, in a conference down in Charlotte, say this very thing that he said that we need more Christians serving in in public offices. You know, if we're really right. wanting to see change come, yeah, uh, then not everybody's going to be called to do this. But if a person does, if a person is so emblazoned and impassioned to bring about change, well, instead of complaining about it, go out there and actually do something about it. And the way to do that is to run for board of education, run for yeah. some of these offices, run to be a mayor, um, city council. City yeah. council. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, on the sphere of being a president. It can be just participating in your local community, right. getting involved. That's how change comes. Right. And if enough, yeah. if enough good people stand up and. Uh, I mean, this is an overused term, stand up. I mean, what does that really mean? You know, <laughs> yeah, sometimes people say, well, I'll just stand up just to, you know, don't really give an, an action point to that. But but standing up, if you're really concerned about the way things are going, getting involved in the community, let your voice be heard, uh, taking part, that is actually where change comes about. Um, right. You know, we, we can we can talk about it happening, but it's a different thing to actually go out there and do something. Yep. And I think we're seeing more yep. and more Christians uh, stepping up to the plate and doing just that. Yeah. And, you know, I also want to caution that when we do step up and want to take take a hold that we do it out of love. Absolutely. We do it out of we do it out of grace. We do it out of out of um influencing people with that with those tools that god has given us rather than trying to just uh, be mean and belligerent and, and doing it out of just out of just uh, a mean spirit we do it out of we want to make a change for the good permanently and, and do it with the right with the right heart people will change people will people will, will listen to your view if you're actually genuine and and are heartfelt yeah 
and and that's that's the truth. I mean, if you if you are, are really if you have a heart, a compassion, and you really truly care not only about those people that support you, but also for even those people who are opposed to you. But if you if you're concerned about your community and you're wanting to really make a difference. Uh, going out there in love and compassion and grace, that's the way to do it. And you may very well impact far more people than you ever realize, not only uh, bringing about the changes you hope to bring, but also very well bringing a tra- change in people's hearts and minds, well, through the Holy Spirit, of course, because He's the one that does that. Mm-hmm. But uh, by seeing the way you engage people in love and compassion, you could very well be a witness for the gospel. Mhm. Yeah. Very good. What uh what personal blessings are you most thankful for? You know, Curtis, you know, I was talking a while ago about how uh God has brought us through um some difficult circumstances. I I'll be honest, even in building this house, the the spirit of God, people are going to tell may think I'm crazy and that's okay, they probably already do. But the spirit of God placed it within our hearts to build a house and we were you were you were with us in this journey in, at that time period when this was yeah. going on that the lord placed it in our hearts to build a house um god worked it out he he allowed us to have yeah, and you this, were living in a you were living in a parsonage living okay. in a parsonage absolutely and yeah um I knew there were going to be problems and difficulties but god said you need to do it and you need to do it now Got with my wife. We were really looking through several different models, several different options. Didn't know which way to go. Um, and the Lord finally directed us toward the model that we that we went with. And um, we got the land. Um, the Lord was with the process. What normally would have taken six months, the house was finished in four, a little over four. Um, it was amazing. Uh, we were we were concerned about the well because that could jack the price up way up, which we would have had to pay that out because it would have gone above and beyond what we wanted to spend. Um, it worked perfectly. They didn't have a driveway put in place with for whatever reason, but it but because the well came in so good, which which the construction guy, the site supervisor, told me the well can make or break a construction project. Um, mm-hmm. it it can just really spike the cost way up, or it can you know keep it low. But it came in. We we got a good. We tapped into a wonderful spring. Um, the Lord was in that process. And here's the amazing thing: we got we were moved in. And Curtis, would you believe within three months of us getting in the house, the uh, the uh, the the building prices skyrocketed. This house, this model house, went up something like $115,000 in a matter of a few months after we built it. Had we waited, had we waited and not followed the Spirit of God when He told us to move, we would have not been able to afford this house. Right. We wouldn't have been able to afford it. it? It's just, it is amazing looking back. And all the while, as I was telling you before, God was saying, trust me. I've got this. I'm mm-hmm. doing something for you. Stay the course. Stay with me on this. And God came through in ways that still to this day, I'm just amazed. <laughs> I'm still yeah. amazed at how he did all of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've Crazy. been praying for years to find somewhere. You know, we lived in a wonderful place beforehand, but we were playing, praying you know, for some time to get in kind of more of a rural area, and God provided that means. I mean, we... The only thing you hear now are crickets, and a neighbor has a farm. You might hear a cow every now and then. So <laughs> that's about all you hear. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. Yeah. You know, this are, are we? He kind of it kind of falls into the same thing as you because as you were building that house, um, and you guys were getting done. I was, uh, we were actually looking to expand, expand the ranch and looking for, um, a new, essentially a new location for the headquarters, you know? And, uh, I remember we just got done going to, uh, going to look at one, um, about 30 miles away. And, uh, I would really, really liked the place, really liked it, thought that, man, that's That'd be pretty nice to do. 
all the way home, was thinking about it, pondering it. And I'll never forget pulling in the driveway. And just, we just pulled in the driveway of the old place. And, uh, and the Lord said to me, you need, you need to list the place for sale. Well, that's weird. Okay. All right. You know, kind of, it's just kind of how you had that feeling like, yeah, all right. You know, and it was probably an hour and a half later, my wife comes to me and she's kind of like, you know, I think we need to list this place for sale. (laughs) (laughs) And it was literally, we were going out and doing something and I was walking out to the barn with my, with my son and my son's like, so yeah, dad, when are we going to list this place for sale? I'm like, oh, that's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You know, yeah. I'm like, all right, fine, I get it. We're doing it. So I called the realtor. We listed it for sale, and in 30 days, less than 30 days, um, we got well over what I was wanting to get for it, but right close to what the realtor talked us up to um, for the original place, and uh, which then set the set the tone and the and the move towards, and that was right during covid when covid was hitting and and here we are selling the house for way, way more than what i was thinking we'd get out of it so we're selling that place and we move into a, a rental um in in town we've got ranch kids ranch dogs in a three bedroom <laughs> house in town to get through, you know, until we found something. And uh, in the meantime, the place that we actually were looking at um, wound up wound up going under contract. Um, and we ended up being uh, seconds on that contract, you know, and waiting for them if they if the, something fell through. Well, in the meantime, I had two different ranches that we were looking at on top of that. And when I went to make a move on another one, boom it went under contract before i could say yeah let's let's do that one so this the last one we went to was the one we're at now when we when we uh decided well let's go look at this so we looked at it and i really wasn't sold on it but the girls um and the kids all the kids uh, my son my wife everybody were was sold on it and i was still resistant to it and i said fine all right yeah i think we'll probably put an offer in i, I mean i could see some benefits to it there was just some a lot of things that we had to there was a lot more um, things that just needed to kind of get farmed up and and done that that just adds more time. You know, it's you're not jumping into an operation that's uh, you know that uh, that is ready to go, um, so to speak, because we were leaving one that was ready to go, and then we come over here and we're like, well, now what do we do with cows and so on and so forth? And finally, anyway, we we ended up doing uh putting it under contract and uh wound up getting in a month earlier than what we were supposed to wow um and yeah and uh it it was literally all all of it during covid and not a single (laughs) bit of it was was out of COVID. i mean literally the only place we went into was the title company to sign the papers everything else was done either online via zoom or email or whatever and i mean literally who who does that who who moves who sells a ranch and buys a ranch (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) we god's grace was in it all and it was just like oh my word what the heck just happened you know it was just like this whirlwind of stuff and we've been here, and I tell you, we've talked about that. My wife and I have talked about that this year. We've been in here now, um, been in this place for what? This will be our second Christmas, second Thanksgiving. And I tell you, it feels like we've been here forever. You know, it's it funny really It's funny you mentioned that because we, we have the similar – we have this. We have a similar thing going on here because, um, and, and and this is not intended to be any offense towards anyone or anything. And pl- if if someone's listening to it from our former church, please don't please don't take offense to what I'm getting ready to say. But when we moved into the parsonage, it never really felt like home. All right. 
and, and again, I don't mean any offense to anyone by that because they did a wonderful job fixing that place up, and they did you know they did a lot of work to it, but it never felt like home. From day one since we were here, this felt like home. This felt like where we needed to be. Uh, yeah. And so I understand completely what you're saying. It, it's hard to yeah. really, um, it's hard to really know how to describe it. It's just it's that feeling of yeah. being home. Like yeah. we've been here yeah, forever. Yeah, we lived in that other. We lived in that other place for for uh, ten years. We we had that that other that other ranch house and everything for ten years, and it just I mean it was just a a landing place it seemed like. And now when you come over the the rise of the road and you're and you're you're coming down the the back road there and and you and you look out and you see the tree claim. Uh, running along the fence line and kind of pointing towards uh, towards the ranch house, man. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like home. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty amazing, you know. And it's it's cool because we've seen a lot of growth and a lot of a lot of really neat things in the kids um, here. Um, and it's been just uh, just an amazing blessing. Amen. So, why should we have a spirit of Thanksgiving? I, I think Thanksgiving, you know, having a spirit of Thanksgiving just shows God how much we're appreciative for the things that He's done for us. I mean, it's like for it's like you know, with us, if we stop to consider it. I mean, if you do something nice for someone and they never give you thanks for it, or they never uh, appreciate what you do, then you 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 know, you kind of thinking to yourself, well. <laughs> You know, why am I doing it for this person? They don't care. I mean, I, God's far greater than we are, and but yeah, he's not fickle. Yeah, he's not fickle like we are. But at the same time, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. It shows our appreciation to God for the things that He's done for us by simply taking time just to give thanks. Um, and you know, we even see in Psalm one hundred six, it was talking about they talked about how uh, a lack of thanksgiving even kind of led to rebellion uh and that rebellion led to the wilderness wanderings that they had because it was talking about how yeah. um the ancestors in Egypt did not grasp the significance of your wondrous works or remember your many acts of faithful love instead they rebelled by the sea the red sea he, god saved them from from yeah. Egypt they they went across the red sea they started rebelling against god even there uh, then you go on down mm-hmm. to see um, that he saved them. Then in verse 16, what happened? Uh, they were um, seized with verse 14. They were seized with craving in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. He gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. Why? Because they refused to be thankful. It's not that God was being vindictive, but but their but their lack of thankfulness led to rebellion. They were focused more on what they didn't have. Than what they did, and then they even go in verse sixteen. They in the camp they were envious of Moses and of Aaron, the Lord's holy one. Um, the earth swallowed, opened up and swallowed Dathan. It covered the assembly of Abiram, you know. And then it goes on down. All of this came about. All of this sinful behavior came about. One could say, in many ways, due to a lack of thanksgiving. Um, it's easy for us to focus on things that we don't have. I mean. Um, I mean, we we could. I mean, even in my own life, I found this to be the case. You know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'd love to be a professor somewhere, and I'd love that. You know, that's that would be my dream job. But you know, it hasn't happened yet. Um, in God's timing, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And if not, you know, you just follow the will of God. But you know, we could focus on the things that we don't have, or we can focus on the blessings that God has given us. And I think it's important as a spiritual virtue, um, as a spiritual discipline. To really be thankful for the things that God has done in our lives, uh, yeah. it not not only I think not only blesses the heart of God, but it also uh, it's also good for our souls as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I, I honestly think that if we have a spirit of thanksgiving, it also puts us in a right perspective. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like I'm just kind of uh, putting out a cliche, but it allows us to have a better perspective of we are his sons. He is the father. Absolutely. He is provided. He is provided. We're walking in that, in that gift. And 
when we understand that with a thankful heart, it certainly helps us um, think differently as we as we see things come about. Oh, sure. absolutely. But you know, in my own life, you know, talking about talking about you know teaching and and love to be able to teach these type of things and in a professional environment, and I see you know a lot of my colleagues and friends getting positions and and the temptation has been there to say well why not me why why have i not found something like that Mm -hmm. to do but the lord reminds me that uh looks like even today even though the day was tough you know in in i'm still being god's still using me to bless people through the job i'm doing now and so Mm -hmm. it's easy for us to focus on things we don't have or things we would like to do but a lot of times we re- we really need to stop and consider what God is doing through us now. It may be that what we're doing now is preparing us for a future task He wants us to do. That may, very well may be the case. But don't miss the current blessings because of focusing on future possibilities. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we don't focus on those things that are right now, we if you look at it as a fruit, um, you know, that fruit's going to rot. Exactly. And we're never going to be able to see it, you know. God's going to get his stuff done. Mm-hmm. He just asks us to, to join in and be partners with him in things. And Amen. so when we're praying and we're doing things, he asks us to do things. It doesn't necessarily mean that without us it's not going to get done. It just means that we miss out on the blessing and the fruit. That comes about from it. Absolutely. So, what are uh, what are some things that have happened this past year that you're thankful for? Wow. Um, just, um, I, th- I think I think in many ways, just seeing the importance of of, of servanthood for me has been a big thing. Um, to see that there are a lot more people out there hurting than what I ever realized. Um, I also have come to find that there have been many more people who've been hurt by the church and who may even want to come to church, but they're just they've been hurt so badly they don't know, you know, if they'll be accepted. Um, that's one of the big surprises I found this past year, um, and I think there are ways that we can fix that. But one of the biggest things that I think has been a surprise to me over the past year that's really been a blessing to me is is to um, and it's been a blessing. It's gonna it's gonna sound weird when I say this, but I think it's a blessing because of what we're doing on the podcast. Is is that there are a lot of people out there that don't know about the love of God, and I think a lot of the things that we're doing on this podcast through this ministry, a lot of the things that's going on through moral apologetics and and other outlets like that um, are, I think are really showing forth um, the reasons to believe that there's a good God and he loves us and and that's an amazing thing to consider um, I think that the team that God has brought together here at Bellator Christie I'm very thankful for you I'm very thankful for the team that he's allowed us to to, to have at Bellator Christie I think the team we have now is the strongest team we've ever had in the ministry and i'm i'm excited to see uh what god's going to do from this point forward um i think there's some exciting things that he's working on i don't know what that's going to entail and what what this may look like but i think god's up to something great for us at bellator christie so i'm just excited to be be part of the team and to see what what happens yeah yeah yeah, it's um, <laughs> it. This is this is kind of a hard question, you know, because there's so many things that have gone on that I am thankful for. That at the time, I was like, just I mean, I was thankful that that the things were going on. But I mean, for example, like this year, we had a lot of uh, a lot of forest fires that were around, not just our area, but just around the West in general. And the amount of people that were were actually working those fires and being part of that, trying to trying to protect places, trying to protect houses and such, 
And it really didn't hit home until we were actually driving to dad's to the, to the Nile, to a livestock show over in, over in Billings. We were driving over to dad's place and there's a place between Helena and uh, as you come out, um, you could say up out of a canyon there where there was a fire that blasted through there. And I mean, I'm talking these trees that burnt were so crispified that they were shiny. I mean, the black was the soot was shiny on them. I mean, it was and there was no grass. There was nothing. It was completely decimated. It burned so hot. All there was was rocks and black trees. And I mean, seriously. And you come around this band, and here's this little cabin sitting right down in the middle of this. And there's probably 10 trees around it that are still green. And this little cabin didn't have a single burnt spot on it. Them firefighters worked to get save that cabin. And it just blew my mind. At what point do, do these guys say, you know, that we can't do anything about it. This thing is just moving that fast. But they didn't give up. And it just goes to the it goes to show that that when people are out there actually doing their job, it may not look like uh, they're gaining anything, but when you see those little things and you're just you know that that homeowner is thankful that they're able to now still have their have their property, still have their home, still have their place to go to, you know, um, it was powerful. I mean, it was really powerful. I mean, there's it, it no kidding that the the fire burnt so hot through there. It burnt the the guardrail wood posts. Goodness gracious! Yeah. So I mean, they're putting in new wood posts there. They're putting in all. I mean, it was just like it was blowing through that canyon so dang hot, and they were able to save that cabin. Wow! Blows me away. So I mean, it. So yeah. I mean. I could go on about other things, but that just really hit me. And it was something that I was like, yeah, what, what am I thankful for? And I thought, and I got to thinking about that, man, you know, those guys really busted their tails to make that happen. And, uh, you know, risk their lives, risk their lives. It's mm. just amazing to me. You know, that, that sparked something with, with me. I probably need to, to mention too. A couple of other things. Um, one, I, I've I've grown to be good friends with some of our transport team at uh, at the place where I work with the hospice agency I work with, and a few, some of them are with the e, local EMS, and uh, they they've been called out. This year's been really tough on our local EMS workers uh, because there have been some nasty wrecks. Some some just some bad things that they've seen, and I have grown a new appreciation for all of our EMS workers, firefighters, police, it's in a, but especially the medics, especially for, especially our first responders, um, because we don't realize as a public some of the things that they endure on a day to day basis. Oh man. Um, oh man! Seeing some of the things they do, going through, enduring some of the things they have. Some of the EMS workers, one guy particularly said he'd been shot at before uh, because of a crazy, because of a person who someone pulled up and they thought that someone was trying to break in his house and he was shooting it. You know, it just crazy stuff you come across. Um, but there was also two times where I was almost involved in an accident that God spared me. One time I was sitting in an intersection and there was an accident that happened right in front of me and how I didn't get hit I still to this day don't know. It's like the two cars spun in opposite directions. Thankfully, no one was seriously hurt in the in the uh, accident. And another time, I was going to um, I was on call and going out, and uh, was was called to a place. And I think the storm of the century happened there. I used to live down at the coast, and I never seen a storm down there like the likes of what I went through. The trees were falling down, limbs were flying everywhere. I I wonder if there wasn't a tornado involved in it. But somehow or another, by God's grace, I didn't get hit by a tree or anything like that. And um, just it's amazing to stop and consider the ways that God is there for us and really helping us out uh, when we least expect it. Hey, yeah, it's never good when you have that. But man, no. it sure <laughs> makes you feel feel like you've been uh, protected. 
You Absolutely. Know? So, yeah. So what does the Bible say about being thankful? Well, you know, we kind of hit on it a while ago, but, uh, you know, th- there's several places where it talks about the importance of having a grateful heart. Psalm 106, we just read, at least parts of it, talk about how uh, a lack of thankfulness can lead to envy, can lead to a world of other negative um, emotions and negative um issues that we may have. I think a lot of times when Paul talks about, even in Romans 8, the uh, having the uh, mind after the Spirit as opposed to the mind after the world, I think um, when we're thankful, it helps us, it helps keep us centered on the things that God has done for us. And by focusing on the things that God has done for us, it allows us to uh, to remember when we're going through the difficulties of life that he's been there for us in the past, and he'll be there for us again in the future. So I, I think this is one of the reasons why the Bible emphasizes thankfulness throughout its pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more we could say on that, but uh, th- that's just one of the things that, for, that came to my mind. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, there it is, folks. There's our uh, there's our Thanksgiving podcast, and. Uh, we just hope that you uh, get out and enjoy, uh, enjoy friends and family, and just uh, the season. If uh, in this time period you you choose to go and and help at a soup kitchen, or whether you go help pass out tracks at a at a uh, uh, convenience store, whatever it is, just be thankful you get a chance to do it, and uh, thank God for those around you, and uh, bless those that are around you. Uh, we just. Uh, we definitely uh, want to promote that that uh, spirit of thankfulness. But we here at Bellator Christie want to thank you for spending time together with us, and we value that time. Our prayers at this podcast help stretch your mind and is a place to strengthen your faith as we strive to create an atmosphere of discussion and as a reliable source of information. Join us next time on the Bellator Christie podcast. So until next time, Brian and I say, soldier on, friends. listening to the Bellator Christie podcast brought to you by bellatorchristie.com the opinions of our guests represent their own and may not reflect those of Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates the Bellator Christie podcast and bellatorchristie.com are protected under creative commons copyright all rights reserved the opening theme is the song crucified written by John and Michaela Limanis performed by Crosby Lane and produced by Mansion Entertainment Be sure to visit our YouTube page at www.youtube.com forward slash Bellator Christie. Also, please consider leaving a positive review on the apps where this podcast is found. We thank you for joining us today and hope to see you back the next time that we step into the arena of ideas. Hi, I'm Dave Baggett. I'm the director of the Center for the Foundations of Ethics, previously called the Center for Moral Apologetics, at Houston Baptist University, which in this fraught cultural moment of eroding moral foundations exists to explore the ultimate questions about ethics. What explains intrinsic human value, for example, or what accounts for authoritative moral obligations or essential human equality or basic human rights? We aim to foster a community of scholars from an array of disciplines to delve into these questions with care and rigor. In the process, we hope to highlight the evidential significance of bedrock and axiomatic moral truths when it comes to matters of the human condition and ultimate reality. In June of 2022, we will be kicking off our certificate program in moral apologetics, a four-course sequence on the history of the moral argument, a course defending moral realism, a course defining and defending theistic ethics, and a course that reveals the shortcomings of secular ethical theories. So check it out on the HBU website and at our own website, moralapologetics.com.
Have you ever wondered about the Christian faith, but have become bogged down by difficult terminology? Are you a Christian and faced doubts and you didn't know where to turn? Maybe your faith has been challenged and you don't know how to respond. Or perhaps you desire to learn more about how to winsomely defend your faith, but you do not have the time nor the finances to enroll in seminary. If any of these situations describes you, then consider purchasing a copy of the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics. This book confronts the challenges facing the Christian faith, but does so in a way that is accessible to everyone. The Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics is available in softcover, hardcover, on the Kindle, and Nook. Consider purchasing a copy of the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics from your favorite bookstore today.